No. People. I, I go right by it. Talking about people. Anyway. Yes. How are we, how are we looking? Tech All right, we're ready? Here we go. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to the Backstairs Podcast. My name is John. I'm Aaron. And I'm Scott. And we are three people that talk about theater. And we said we're professionals, I guess, that are amateur professionals. So it must be true. It is true. I, I agree. I think I think we're a very uh, cohesive uh, set of people that know enough to call ourselves professional. And I'd right. just like to say, I've seen some of you on social media, and uh, we see you. We see you commenting and sharing, and we just wanted to say thank you. And uh, a special shout out to our top fan. You know who you are. You know. <laughs> and uh, we're sitting here, you know, tonight in our podcast room. And it's beautiful and bright, and we're together, and that's lovely, and that is what community is—cohesiveness and togetherness. Wouldn't you say? Togetherness, togetherness. Yes, it's all about being together. And that you know, it's a little later tonight, so you know the sun's going to be going down soon. We'll have a little, we'll have a little backstairs podcast after dark. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, that was, that was, that was. Do we have some sexy music on there? Oh yeah! Oh, that's right. And we're back to okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, we have a topic tonight. What is that topic, Joe? Well, there was a topic a couple weeks ago. Coming home, and if would you repeat the daughtry? Do you want to do it? I'm coming. Yeah, what he said. Whatever. Yeah, we we don't get off tune. But anyway. I kind of like the idea of now that we've came home, uh, staying home, <laughs> like that, the idea of, of enriching and contributing to our community, the idea that there's more to life. We, you know, this podcast is about community theater and, um, you know, enriching community theater, not just in our area, but our state. And, but I kind of like the idea of there being more to community theater than community theater home, the mm-hmm. area around us. Uh, so just kind of want to talk, talk, you know, on that a little bit. What would you say are some important contributing factors to community theater outside, you know, what things that affect, cause you know, we have sponsorships and, and outside okay. support. I mean, those are really important things that I don't feel like we talk about enough without those things or even the audience, we couldn't really be doing what we're doing, you know? Right. Right. Yeah, well, the, there's a lot of aspects that go into a show that people never see, ex- aside from maybe a little ad in the program, if they happen to look at it when they get handed the program when they go to the show. But there's, you know, so many people in throughout the community that, you know, may not even come to a show, but they'll, they'll uh, pay for an ad in the book that helps to pay for those costumes and to pay for the mm. people to play in the pit. And that is very important. I mean, it takes a lot of money. People don't realize how much money it takes to, you know, to put on a musical here is, is, you know, we're talking tens of thousands of dollars to put on a musical. And I don't think people really realize that, that don't, you know, pay much attention to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. If so, somebody would have asked me how much it was to, uh, to put on a musical, I would have guessed. I don't know a couple thousand dollars but like looking at like the budgets for music the musicals that we have coming up and i was like 
no, that was way off. Yes. His uh, factors of probably like Tano's off. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a lot of money. It but, is. Of and, course, and, the music in, the music is a big part of that. But Yeah, and I mean, the, the rights alone for these shows could be anywhere from 1500 to $3,000, just the rights to put the show on in the first place. Right. Um, but not just money or sponsorship. I, I feel like it's really important to have a community that appreciates theater in the first place. Yeah. You know, I, it's we have a lot of people that do travel for Oompa Oxford Hills Music Performing Arts Association art shows, and and uh, and I know that I travel to other parts of the state for shows. But you know, having an audience, having a community of business owners, having just people in the community that appreciate art is a huge thing. Yeah, right. And there's those people that are coming to every show. They may not even know what the show's about beforehand. They just know, you know, Oompa's got a show this month. Oh, we're going. And, you know, that is that is huge to have those people in the crowd because that's who we're playing yeah. for. And and they're just committed to, right. to go to the show. It doesn't matter what it is to them. It's just, you know, they, they know they're going to see some quality entertainment and they're going to come out and support it. Right. And we want to just talk to you right now. And we want to say thank you from the bottom of our... Um, I will remember you. Na, 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 na. Oh no! Okay. We we want we want to thank you for thank you uh, for supporting. Thank you. Um, I want to go adopt a pet now. No, is it the pet or is it the, Isn't that the little one? kids that? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of them. Adopt Both. a pet. Adopt a kid. Seventeen cents an hour. The you pets can... are Arms of the Angel by Sarah Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Sorry. Thank you for that. You know. uh, yeah, and then I think the last idea of it, right? We talk about the highs and the lows of high doing a show and the lows of not, you know, a show being over. And there yeah. are those times in between that it's nice to be able to connect with theater people and to see the people you don't see very often. And I think we are really blessed, especially in downtown Norway, to have places, you know, like uh, 290 Main Street restaurant right on you know main street that awesome place has karaoke and trivia and nights that we can get together and see people that we wouldn't normally see right um and obviously after shows too sometimes you know it's nice to be able to go to those places and and uh unwind you know that's a huge part of i feel like especially in our little community to have places like that that uh just you know you'd supportive of the arts appreciate it Right. Ran by our good buddy Ryan Ritchie. I don't know. <laughs> Could have let that go a little longer, but he's getting there. Wait, he's getting there. What? what, what? <laughs> Hold on. Hello? <laughs> oh my goodness. Aaron, who just walked into the studio? Who is that? <laughs> oh my gosh. This is ridiculous. What? We, we were literally just talking about you. Just talking about him. Who, who Unbelievable. is it? Oh my gosh, we uh, we have the the one and only the 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 entrepreneur of the century. The is he a the, traveler? The, the man who has traveled places. Um, the <laughs> is, is he a performer? You know, sometimes. Um, is he talented? Uh, one would say. Does he have sex appeal? Uh, it's like oozing out of his pores. Who do we have with us? We have Ryan Richie. What's up, guys? What's up, man? 
Not much. How are you guys tonight? Just kind of walked in or? Yeah. I mean, I just what a coincidence. saw three good looking dudes in the room and I was like, I should go. I like that. I like that. I feel like we should have like a little like disclaimer that um, that that isn't true. Um, <laughs> we don't want you to randomly walk into uh, our house and think that you can get onto a podcast like that. I just, I just wanted to put that. That's true. Disclaimer. This, this, this was planned. Oh. Hashtag oh. planned. Yeah. Was it? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, I'm curious though. Why are you here? Uh, I'm here to talk community and theater. But and this is a podcast about community theater. Yeah. Where I mean, I, I, I do, do, do 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 you have a history that people don't know about? Or because last time I checked, you're not that much of a a thespian. Uh, I mean, I don't perform nearly as much as y'all, but I've had some key roles in my life. Oh yeah. Um, but more so I've, I've gone to a ton of different shows and performances, um, in theater, yeah. um, from Broadway to here, um, you know, at Oompa, like, so that's awesome. And then, you know, live shows probably bent over like 400. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. So obviously I was being a tad bit sarcastic. I mean, uh, you are, you aren't really the, the, um, performer when it comes to being on stage, but. You have a huge appreciation for all those things. Uh, I know from, you know, you have done a couple community. I mean, I, you did stuff in elementary school or something like that, didn't you? Or when you were. I mean, I'm sure I did, but in memory, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. How many concussions now? I've had 14 documented concussions. Fun wow. fact. Yeah. True story. Wow. I, I want 15 before I pass. The fifteenth might be the reason why it you could passed. be. It very well could be, but I'd be okay with it. <laughs> Listen, he had a record. That's all that all that matters. So, what was the first one? Uh, my first one was my uh, sister pushed me out of a shopping cart on. I fell on cement and split my head open. That's a good one. What, what, what was the last one? Uh, basketball, dough for a ball, and went head to head. Was somebody then, else? Yeah. And then, oh. how many of those in between were hockey related? Uh, a couple. I got kicked out of hockey as a peewee because I just would spear people because I thought that's what you did. Goon Jr. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, can't really do that. FYI. Found that out. Yeah. I, I find with you, though, like, I I know you pretty well, um, but a lot of people I feel like wouldn't, they would think they didn't know you, but you have a crazy, I mean, you've done a lot in your life. And I just kind of wanted to kind of give a couple, get a couple bullet points for me. So I'm going to give you a true or false and you answer with the true or false answer. I think I can do that. All right. Uh, let's see. We're going to start off. Should with we, well, should, should we, me and Scott, guess true or false? Uh, and then sh- you can confirm. I it's, mean, like a, it's like a that little. That really puts me to the, it really, really challenges me a bit more. I mean, I All think right, I'm ready fine. for it, but. No, no, don't worry. Just about suck it. it up and do it. Okay. Cool. Ryan, uh, let's start with something easy. You've been to to Florida as a for a Disney trip at least fifty times in your life. Uh, okay, I'm gonna say um, that's too many times. No, I think it's true. Uh, I don't know the exact number, but I'm sure it's in that range. Uh, definitely. Oh my gosh! In that range, uh, you have been known to drive an automatic motorcycle. That that can't. There's no such thing. I have no idea. False. Very true. <sighs> Hondomatic, baby. <laughs> Thing rips. Hondomatic. My gosh. I'm See, you are two. close to have visited 
40 states. That's a lot of states. That can't happen. You can't. Can Is that physically possible? Yes, it is physically possible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's been done before. Oh. I mean, there's, there's what, 48 that are all kind of connected. So. What, right, but yeah, they're not necessarily just, I mean, the continental ones. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. No, thank you, Janelle, for thank that. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Uh, clarification, but I, I, I did I did mean the continental United States, oh, where so John true. could have taken his bicycle and right. ridden to all of them. It's true. Right. True so, false, though. It, true. 48. We've been to 48 states. Oh. 48 states. Man, over three. Backpacked Europe. Been well, off. okay. Well, I was just about to... That was the next uh, one. You that you one. just ruined that one. Uh, I'm going to get it right then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's see. true. You've been to... At this point, you've attended almost every major sporting event in the world. Super Bowl. Like, like everything at all at once? No, but like at different oh. points. Oh, okay. World Series. Yeah. True or false? You've been to the World Series. True. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, been to World Series, Super Bowl, NBA Finals, uh, FIFA World Cup, oh. been to a ton of games, Man U game, um, I have not been to a Stanley Cup yet, that's what I'm missing. Oh. Which is, I think, that, yeah, I knew that, that's why it's in every other one, because I couldn't remember what the, uh, let's see, you, you've attended a, a, a big number of uh, off-Broadway, on-Broadway shows. Uh False. <laughs> True. True. Oh, man. Yeah, so uh, my first show I ever saw, I was with 4-H group. Uh, so I was, I think I was about 10 years old, and my mom was a chaperone. And we went to see uh, Phantom of the Opera oh. on Broadway, and I fell asleep. <laughs> um, pretty much during the whole thing. thought it was really boring. Um, not knowing, really, that was my first theater experience. And I was like... Looking back, I've been to the same, well, been a fan of the opera on Broadway about five times, and I was awake the next four and really <laughs> appreciated it. And every year, appreciate it more being like, it's a great show. How the hell the 10 year old you fall asleep? Um, same deal. But yeah, seen Rent. You didn't uh, just see Rent. You saw Rent with two original cast members. Yep. And then I saw it two other times after that with not, you know, two original cast members. I think some of the big ones. Lion King, on Broadway and off Broadway. Huh? Wicked. That's wicked. That is wicked. That, that was a pun. Oh. Uh, you've seen, you've been to a large number of concerts for some very high profile artists. False. Uh, True. True. Ah. <sighs> Aaron, you suck at this. I'm, sen- I'm sensing a tra- <laughs> sensing a trend, here. which include <laughs> which includes some of people like the likes of. I don't even know where to start. Like I said, it's probably been over 400 shows, tons of festivals. I think one of probably like the craziest like festival. I went to see my sister out in LA, um, and it was right after a very sad event happened with um, the church shooting in South Carolina. Mm. Um, so the producers with A and E they called it shining a light which is the, you know, r- racial inequality and, and all that. And probably like 40 different musicians, comedians, actors came out and like from Ed Sheeran to Springsteen to oh, no way. Uh, 
I mean, John Legend, and it just kept going on and on. Morgan Freeman coming out and talking, and it was just like one of those <laughs> things. Word. Like when you yes. bought the ticket, you thought it would just be maybe like one or two, and it just didn't stop. That's amazing. It was really cool. Yeah. Uh, someday you and I will live in a compound with our wives and our tons of our children in Costa Rica. True or false? I'm gonna say, I'm, I'm saying false on that one. I'm I'm gonna say that you know they've all been true so far. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say false. So uh, true. I think, <laughs> I think I'm probably the one holding up that I can't find anyone to uh, be with me. Yes. Yeah, so. as, as soon as you find yeah, yeah, yeah. someone and then have a bunch of children, we can make this work. Yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm fucking that all up. That, well, that's why you're here, actually, Ryan. Is uh, we, <laughs> we're gonna find Ryan a date. <laughs> Let's go. So so anyway, going through all these things and Aaron being wrong on every single one, you don't think it falls. <laughs> You have all of this experience and you've been, you know, exposed to all of this art and you have such an appreciation for it. Why the hell are you in Oxford Hills? Uh, I think it's, it's community. Like, uh, it's always where I grew up. Mm. Um, you know, I was definitely one of those kids though, like coming up through like high school, I was like, I'm out of here. I'm never coming back. This place is terrible. Um, and you get out in the real world and on your own and there's a lot of appreciation that you find with the hills um in the sense of you know like if you have a flat tire someone pull over and help you out if you if you need help stacking wood you have 15 people show up yeah you know and they don't ask for money or why we're doing this it's you know we truly want to help you out um you know the amount of money we give to seniors you know giving you know the most money in scholarships than anyone else in the state and we're a really poor area you know overall so it's crazy to think you know how we're so dedicated to helping each other, even if we don't think the same way, um, which I think is key because, um, you know, as a country, we're becoming more, you know, polarized on one side or the other. Um, where like here, you know, we can very much think differently, but still sit down, have a conversation and, and help each other, mm. which you don't get that everywhere. Now, nice. we kind of went over the true or falses. Um, Aaron touched briefly on who you are or what you do as a person. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit about 290 because you just hit a big milestone. Yeah. So um, Peace Menberg and I opened 290 uh, five years ago. So we just had our fifth birthday going into our sixth summer. Ooh, wow. Um, which is crazy to think too. Uh, like just all of really downtown Norway has grown immensely over the last 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is amazing to see. Um, just this whole community growing and, th- and thriving. You know, we went through a really tough period of time. Yeah. Um, and we're and we're still still growing. You know, I mean, there's still a lot of things coming to town, and it's great to see. But yeah, the restaurant it, it's it's awesome. It's an all inclusive place. Offers a variety of food and events. You know, I think that's number one is bringing. You know, you said like, why do you come back? You know, I was always like, you know, we don't have an area that has live music. You know, on the weekends. Um, and then like different live music from country to rock to whatever, or like, you know, something trivia night. I didn't make it up. I wish I did. Um, <laughs> it's the easiest thing to run, but no one did it. Um, so it was like giving people reasons and opportunities to get together, you know, and have fun. Yeah. You know, I think that's one that, you know, if you're not having fun in life, you know, you're doing it wrong and life sucks a lot of the time. There's a lot of negative things or hardships and, you know, what are some outlets that you can go to and then. I think 290 tries to be an outlet, you know, type space. Yeah. yeah. And nice. I, I definitely think that you've proven that for sure. Absolutely. No, I was just agreeing with him. Uh, 
I mean, when it comes to you walk into 290 and you have all those trophies on the wall, I think that's a pretty cool thing. I mean, you want to talk a little bit about, you know, the hand that maybe, I mean, because oftentimes if you walk into 290 after a game, you'll see jerseys around the room. You know, you see, yeah, uh, you, you not only have sponsored teams, but I mean, the whole, I feel like the whole idea of 290 sponsors that in general, that the teammanship and sportsmanship and, um, I don't know. I think that's really important. Yeah, no, that's, that's actually why 290 was made. Uh, we had a volleyball league that Pete and I were in. And after we'd play, we'd have about 60 people and there was nowhere to go. You know, so at the time we asked like this, would you stay open a little bit later? You know, we just want to grab a couple of drinks and some apps and then we'll be out of there, you know, just to, again, get together spot. And they're like, yeah. And then they're like, all right, last call after we ordered one. And it's yeah. like, all right, like totally get it. Like that's your business. And so our method was like, you know, we want people to come out here after a game and celebrate and, you know, with it a decent amount of time, like you have to make sure, you know, obviously you're making money and all that jazz, but right. You know, we want to include, we want to sponsor teams, you know, and it started like a kid brought in their trophy after they won a tournament. I was like, we have to put this up. You know, I mean, that's their trophy. They could have kept it for their house. They like, they wanted to put it up here. Um, and that's then, cool. Um, we play in a lot of like, you know, co-ed leagues and then challenge other businesses um, to sporting events and no other business can ever beat us. So oh. we just house all the trophies. It's weird. That makes sense. That's a challenge for all you businesses. So, you know, it's like a challenge to me. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> all we do is win. Is that the... Uh... Yeah, literally um, DJ Khaled wrote that song about 290. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Learn that right here tonight. That that seems like a like a true fact. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's true. You actually yep. got one right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Aaron. Thanks. Guys. So I mean, this this love of arts and community giving back couldn't have just like come overnight. I mean, like obviously I know your history, but I mean there there's a little bit of what makes you and who you are. You want to talk a little bit about that, or? Yeah, I mean, it, it really starts with my mom. She's a saint. She's my hero. Mm. Um, she, as a young child, always, you know, took kids in and, you know, fostered or adopted or, you know, ran an after school cafe and did these travel clubs. So I was always got to, you know, we were a very, you know, blue collar family, but we always got to travel. So I got to see a lot of culture when a lot of kids, you know, didn't, which isn't always a negative thing, but like I got to get exposed to a lot more things. Uh, which I thought was great and, and fell in love with experiencing different cultures and, you know, atmospheres and why does this happen here and, you know, not in Maine or, you know, why do they celebrate this holiday more here or, you know, why are they more accepting of certain issues here? Um, and being able to see that as a kid, as like growing up, I wanted to just keep traveling and, and, and learning about different things and, and bringing back those things that you saw to an area, Yeah, you know, because you don't always get that. And I think a lot of things that it's positive negative about this area is a lot of people don't get out and you know that's changed a lot over the years too but for a while like you know when i was in high school like the uh, stat was like 73 percent of like oxford hill seniors never left the state you know that's a oh, wow. crazy you know number even new hampshire you know yeah um so i feel like i you know i love traveling and, and bringing things back that you see and some of it doesn't work you know some of it's like all right that doesn't you know i can't go you know jambalaya Crawfest at Jufe, like at 290 and, and sell it. 
do I love those things? Yeah. But, you know, so like you, it's, you, you learn some things, but definitely some things like super happy to have seen. And, and even within our own country is like how diversified we are, how different we are. Um, yeah. Right. And I didn't, I, I feel like I've painted it maybe in a little, I should have touched base on this first, but it wasn't, you know, you traveled a bunch when you were a kid and had all these experiences, but it wasn't because your family was like, it was, it wasn't that you were like, super wealthy or anything. I mean, your mom worked really hard to get you those. But I mean, I remember your mom couponed and she found the, the deals. She knew the deals in and out. I mean, she found ways to, to raise money. I mean, it was, she worked really hard to be able to give you those experiences. Yeah. She'd pick up like, you know, a second or third job just so we had a trip every year. Um, you know, I love my dad and he musically, you know, taught us a lot, but he wasn't there all the time. Um, and my mom really like filled in that, like, you know, he was in the home he worked, he was like a provider, you know, he just worked, 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 worked. Yeah. And, you know, my mom's like, you know, there's more to life than working 120 hours in a factory. Mm. Um, and that's, again, that's something that she taught me that like, I stress about, I love working, I love putting in the work, but it's also something that I thrive that like, I don't want to be 55 and working a hundred hours a week at 290. Not because I don't believe in work. It's just. I want to experience so many other things. Like you have one life to live. Um, and yeah. how, how do you live it to the fullest? Yeah. Um, type deal. That's great. And now kind of swinging it back to community theater. Uh, we talked earlier that it takes a lot to support community theater and you've done that in a couple different ways. I mean, I know in the past you've sponsored shows. I believe you were a ticket sponsor at one of those. Yeah. I've been a ticket sponsor. Um, so like, 290 has brought or had brought the ability to give way more, right? So I think one of the coolest things, um, and you see it like, you know, I don't know, Bezos or Clinton, they'll throw out money as like a write-off, like that's cool. But I think a lot of times they don't do it for all the right reasons. Where like here is that, you know, Pete and I could probably bring in a hundred thousand more into our pockets a year, but we don't need it. Right. And so to give it to sporting events or give the gift card out for, you know, the raffle to donate to, you know, for a ticket sponsor or heating sponsor or whatever it may be, you know, scholarships. We have like three different scholarships now that we run through there. That's um, great. I think it's just super unique to give back. Yeah. And because you're giving back, you actually, you're, you know, you're making it more in return. People want to come out and support you because you, you do do so much. Um, but like I'm, wouldn't have the independent funds to be like, oh yeah, here's, you know, two grand, you know, for this, or here's, you know, your race car to put it on the hood. Like I wouldn't have that just to throw out there, you know, 290 has that. And so it's really cool to be able to sponsor that. And you do get the marketing side, you know what I mean? It's not just like you just purely do it because you love them, but like you get, you know, yeah. some bonuses too. For sure. Why now? I mean, you're not just giving out money to give it out i mean there, there there must be when we're talking about theater there must be a reason that you're willing to do those things uh what what about community theater makes you want to support it i mean i mean you, you obviously attend you know the shows that we have in town i know that i was super grateful i mean you you definitely you loved coming out to see godspell when we did godspell that was awesome but i mean there must be a reason that you think community theater is important or else you wouldn't be supporting which yeah, I think it's an amazing art form where, you know, you get to express 
and, and be something, you know, that you're not always are, you know, in your channel, depending on what your role is, you know, you get to kind of think outside the box and it's an outlet, I think, to a lot of people, you know, again, and, and then it's the family and you guys have talked about it, like the togetherness, the, you know, camaraderie of, you know, when you do a show, you know, so many different walks of life coming together in a show, you know, every character is so different, which, you know, from, you know, the one show I did, you know, as the Wizard of Oz is that you have a cast of, I want to say like around like 50, 60, you know, from kids to... It was more than that, wasn't it? it, it like could, at least 70, 70, 75. Like, yeah. That's like concussion 13 talking. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Maybe 12. But you're all coming together in, the, in those those aspects and the director's aspects and the, you know, the backstage aspect, you know, all those things that you don't see. There's so much that goes into it. Mm. But I think overall, it's just, you know, being a, having an art form where you can create something and then, and again, give the pleasure to like that audience, you know, like not only are you getting a high of performing, like you're displaying your art to people that want to see it, you yeah. know, and, and I love watching that yeah, um, type deal. No, for sure. So gentlemen, you've learned a little bit about Ryan Ritchie that you might not have known before tonight. You may have known some of it. And uh, I'm curious if that's inspired you to dig deeper into the Ryan Ritchie book of knowledge. Do you have, do you have any, I don't want to touch base with you, Scott. What are you All thinking right. so far? Well, I, you know, I, I love Ryan. I love going to 290 and, and uh, sitting at the bar. <laughs> that's, that's a fun pastime, of course. And I, and I always love seeing him in the audience and, you know, just the support that he gives us either through ads from 290 or just being there in the audience and cheering us on and, and hyping us up to to the people that come in to 290, you know, telling them about the shows coming up or or, or whatever. Uh, Ryan, what I want to know is what he, I, I heard something about Wizard of Oz. And, and it, we tend to talk about Wizard of Oz on this podcast for one reason or another. So what 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 did you do well, in the merry old land of Oz? You know, some people can claim that they got the part as the lion, and you know, care for some like so called big parts. But I feel like my parts really, really you, made oh, the show. Were you what it was. No, I I tried out, but I didn't get it. <laughs> oh. um, I don't know. It was weird. But no, I was a, a Munchkin mayor. I was a Winky. Oh. And That's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't just get those titles. Um, you got to earn them. You got to earn them. Right. And then like just an extra, which is really cool. Because, you know, I mean, like you didn't just have one, which obviously like those main characters put in so much time and they're phenomenal. <laughs> but it was cool to like, you didn't just have 20 seconds. Like, okay, like, yeah, you had your 20 seconds here. Go do something else. Do you remember what you sang? Uh, I had like one line and I probably f***ed it all up. But I mean, you know, it's all right. Yeah, it's fine. I think you nailed it, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I mean, it. there was like four shows to try it. At, so I feel like one time I probably nailed it. There were only like 70 children in front of you and I was in the front row. <laughs> so I was like, wait, wait, wait. I, I kind of see him. But yeah, I heard you. And that's all that matters to me. Thank you. Yeah. I like to be heard. He was a, a, a one of the bigger munchkins. When, when you think munchkin, you think, you know, tiny well, little little people. They had you up on a pedestal, I think, right? Weren't you up on something? Yeah, because I was the mayor. So like you're, oh, you know, you had to be, right. you know, the porn role. 
Nice. So the, what was the winky? What, what's a winky? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, that winky. Oh, oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I don't remember them being called winkies. But so, see, I learned something new. I think that's what they're called. Yeah. Isn't it? Oh, we're in- <laughs> I know. I know. But I don't remember them being called winkies. You need so I- much courage in that no. part. <laughs> I think it's pronounced pinky. No, I don't think so. Uh, Ryan was a winky. Oh. So he would know. Yeah. He knows. There's yeah. only a small group of us. This elite group. Yeah. Well, I don't want to say it was elite, only but... the best of the best right. made the Winky Brigade. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Now, I know you don't have a ton of time on your hands, but have you ever considered maybe going out for another role? I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, I think uh, so. I love John. John and I have known each other for years, and we've really tried to align on doing a show together. Oh, man. And one of us keeps messing it up every time. Yeah. Um, one or the other, not just solely one. And it's like, okay, like I'm going to go out and then like COVID hits. So then like, I don't know like what to do and then there's no show or something comes up in life. Well, the year that we directed Godspell, like you were totally like, yeah, we're going, what's the show coming up? And like, Ooh, I can't be in the show. Like, Oh, why not? Like, because we're directing it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. There's always something uh, that has blocked us for probably the last five years. So. We talked last week about directors putting shows in. If you want to see John Potter, Ryan Ritchie, 2023. What show is show? It? Rent. Yep. Rent, huh? You can be my Mimi. And I was, yeah. I was going for Angel. Oh, you want to be? Oh, Angel and Collins? Yeah. We could do That'd be so funny. <laughs> All right. If you want to see Angel Collins, Ritchie Potter, 2023. You know, I think we already sold out. I, 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 I'd buy a ticket to that show for sure. So is it a two man show? Huh. Where you guys are just doing the whole show? No. no. Oh no. There's okay. other characters in the show. You've seen Rent before, haven't you, Aaron? I mean, yeah, but I was just wondering if they were going to do the, like the whole show, but just just the Angel and the Collins part. Oh, I see. So, so like, the, write a whole. So the condensed, show. the Broadway condensed version. Yeah, you just cut out. Everything else, <laughs> yeah. So, like, so Collins would say a line and it would just be quiet until the next time Collins said a line. It's, it's, a, it's a new spin on a two man show and no music, so you just have Ryan banging on pipes for like you know, it might be cheaper to get those rights. Oh man, that's true, that's true. <laughs> Anyway, you hear, heard it here first. We, we just want to purchase just this piece of the show, not not the whole thing. <laughs> we just want two characters. <laughs> no, but that uh, that show, um, well, the movie in the movie and in the show when they do uh, the Bebo M, that was actually like my highlight of like the togetherness. Like you know, I mean that they come, they're all there. It's the after the show, right? You know, aspect, yeah. and like you don't have much money, you don't have like, but you still want to be together. You you know is. That's what I like. I love that aspect of theater. Are you going to start serving meatless balls at 290? Yes. All right. You heard it here. <laughs> All right. So we talked a little bit about your childhood, talked a little bit about what you've done, true or false, talked about what community theater means to you. But what 
do you see for the future? I kind of want to touch base on like, you know, you're here for a reason. You said what the reason was. What do you see for the future of our area? I mean, because you just came off of potentially running for uh, local office. Yeah. And so clearly you have something in mind for what you see for the future of our area. I just, again, I love seeing the growth, you know what I mean? And, and we're not stopping, you know, uh, you know, this area in Maine, we're, we're gritty, we're resilient. Um, I love all of that. And I think like, really like, like it's going to like, kind of like not outgrow its space, right? The Grange is the Grange, but realistically, like it, it's going to be bigger and better, you know? And, and like, where is that yeah. new theater going to be? Like, could it, be something gets built could it be you know you move somewhere else I, I don't know those answers but like in my mindset like if you what's your 10-year plan that you you see is that i i see us doing more shows and and, and bigger shows yeah um, type deal yeah i think you want to keep growing and getting better and and uh just uh, i don't know not staying the same yeah. You know, not doing the same thing year after year or, you know, it gets stale. So, of course, we want to get better, get bigger. No. You know? Oh, for sure. You know, you, like we we have the, the opera house in Norway. I think we should put like shows on in there. Like, it's just like that, that that's like a huge area. And I think it has like a lot of like historical value. Um, and Absolutely, I'm, and I'm really excited for that. You know, they just got or or doing something with a grant that is going to help a lot. Uh, I would like to take a quick break because Aaron and I are known for writing jingles occasionally, and I had teased to you that I had a jingle for a 290. <laughs> and Aaron, I have not ran this by you yet, but I was kind of hoping that you would just lay down like a. Like a bass bass track under it. So the bass track I'd like you to lay down for me is Watch you go down, 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 down the road to where the food is fresh and the beer is cold. Where the pickles are quick and the friendships are tight and the burgers are quick there's never a fight. You go down, 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 down to 90 Main Street. Do, 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 wow. I, the burgers are, I, I couldn't remember. <laughs> it's, the pickles are thick. <laughs> the friendship is tight. And the burgers are quick. You said pickles. Okay. Well, that's, I got it mixed up. But it was the, the pickles are thick and the burgers are quick. I loved it. I loved every Thank you. bit about and it. There's never a fight. Oh, sorry. Thank you. It's amazing. Thank you. Well, I mean, it was something. That'll be on the radio, I'm sure, someday. Ryan's going to... That version. Yeah, that that one. version. Yes. Yes. We'll, yeah, we'll there cut is this. no other version. That's only the second time I've ever sang that out loud. So, <laughs> First time, I think you were pretty, like, hammered. I'm amazed that I can remember it. But yeah, the yeah. first time... Listen, don't say hammered. Oh, can we not 
hit on this. No, just with me. <laughs> I prefer not to. But my mom listens to this show. Sorry, mom. <laughs> Sorry, DN. Redacted. Nah. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yes, the first time I was under the influence of vitamin B, I wrote a jingle <laughs> at 290 at the bar very loudly. Whatever. You've been on top of the bar, so I can do stupid things. That's debatable. Listen, you That's set the debatable. bar for what stupid is at 290, and as long as I stand at that bar, I'm solid. Yeah, it's a pretty high bar. Yeah, I think that would be actually pretty easy to... Stay under? Yeah. 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 Ladies, are you between the ages of 18 to 45? Um, are you hot? Are you a self-made millionaire? We're looking for you. All right. Boy, have we got the man for you. Oh, uh, and are you relatively single? <laughs> relatively single? <laughs> What's not like limit the net? All right, too much. I'm just trying to... Sh- a wide net, more fish. I'm just saying. I got you. Are you looking for the man of your dreams? Well, we have found him. Look up... What's your... Instagram handle? Raimundo42. Look up Raimundo42 on Instagram. Uh, hit up his Snapchat. Do you have a Snapchat? Yeah, I have no idea what it is. Uh, look up Ryan Richie's Snapchat if you can find it. It's a hide-and-go-seek game. Check, check out 290 on TikTok and you'll see some of his fresh dance moves. You'll find him irresistible. And we're back. All right. Oh, well. <laughs> that's a great ad, guys. Jesus. I was sold. We're we're getting good at these, you know, ads. That was the first okay. one we've ever done, but, but I feel like we're getting really good at we're it. We're getting really good at these ads. Put on, put on the bottom, this is a paid sponsorship. You're like, what? You paid for that? <laughs> paid for by Ryan Ritchie. I approve this message. <laughs> we got this. Nice. So, Ryan. Thanks for being here with us. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Thanks for being exposed to the, the, the masses. Ah, yikes. Literally. <laughs> Not literally. He's nope. he's fully dressed. <laughs> so I kind of wanted to run through, you know, this is a community theater podcast. And while people love, you know, the idea of listening to you and about you and hearing all about true or false about your life and all that, I kind of want to touch base on, like, different aspects of community theater and what you could see, you know, you, I, I would, it's fair to assume that maybe you're a little bit of a dreamer. Yes. And but he's not the only one. A lot of times. <laughs> nice. That was, that was good. Thank you. Thank you. A lot of times I feel, and we've talked about this on this podcast that you can get a little comfortable in certain areas when it comes to community and community theater is not shy of that, that you get a little comfortable doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Over and over again. So I just kind of wanted to run some things by you, and I kind of wanted to get your like gut reaction, your quick response of like how you could see improving that area, or you know, just a reaction from you. So first off, a huge part of community theater, especially with musicals, is our pit. Right? We have musicians that come that are local or come from different areas. They each get paid like a stipend that really doesn't really reflect on what they you know. Um, most of the time it's labor of love. 
that they're coming for and they spend most of their money at 298 probably at, on the drinks after the show it's like uh so how could you see that area and you know what what would be some ways that you could see that area growing or you know i i i agree like they uh don't get paid nearly enough i think the labor of love is what we all really do you know community theater as um but growing i think you know investing in youth you know so for yeah like our phenomenal programs coming up through you know our district um which you know john's beautiful wife is a part of you know and really getting them to be i know i I believe in the show right now i think or maybe there's a past show there's one or two high school kids that are in the pit um and that's awesome to get the youth involved and and then you know hopefully have them as they grow um, type deal so I, I think expanding more on you know not looking younger being ageist here but you know i think it's cool to have that blend and, and learn from these industry professionals that you know a lot of these some of these guys like and girls like come from doing huge productions in maybe off broadway on broadway so just the expertise of being able to be share the stage share the pit with them is is crazy to get that knowledge mm. literally cool. gut reaction asking a quick question in her sponsor, her sponsor like that great. Next, thing I want to talk about huge topic of you know um, conversation, especially in community theater, is ticketing, online ticketing. How do you do cash payments in an age where everyone wants to swipe a card? That we live in an area where a lot of people are doing cash. It's hard to do that ticketing, and you know, right now, especially with Oompa, we have a gracious ticket. You know, um, the Tribune does tickets for us. How could you see that, you know, growing or changing in the future? Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, you know, I think with technology ever expanding, like you know, like Square or something along those lines, um, has a lot of potential there, right? But it's yeah. then it's how do you sell in person tickets as well as online? How do you document that? Okay, we sold seat 13b but we also sold it online but we sold it at the store so that's really tough like to 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 run both um we don't have that answer i'm sure there's a program that easily figures it out for you oh and there are i just i want to get your gut reaction to it i mean i i think we do have to go into that like having a type of square where you could play with a card um and and you can you know or you can buy, buy online especially like um for if i'm down south and i want to buy you know scott a ticket for his birthday like all right i put in my number scott sends to his email like have a fun show you know i think you know we do that all the time you know with gift cards like we've had to at 290 had to figure that out of you know they call in and they're like oh i live in georgia but you know aaron's up there and i really want to get him for his birthday hmm. um you know so i think like if the more you know you just said it but like you know the wider net the more you can catch like you know you expand that the more you could sell and like we we sell out anyways pretty much so like that's awesome so we really don't run into like oh my god we sold five tickets you know right but i think as you grow that's got to be like you know for the um community shows we do at the high school you know i think that's a bigger one you know there's a little bit more money way more audience you know really got to expand on that online presence and while we're on the subject of tickets i mean everything in the world is going up in price, right? And you have that ticket price to most community theater, like that ticket price is staying the same. And a lot of times there's some kickback on, you know, 
not raising that price or anything. And how do you see, I mean, it's easy for us that put the time in to justify that ticket price going up, but maybe from the other side of the table, do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I've, I've always stated to, to you, John, um, and it, it probably isn't going to be like a popular opinion, but I think, and it becomes with more money, but like getting shows that are, I shouldn't maybe not relevance the word, but well-known. And then you attract more of an audience that might not have come out. Like, if you were to take, you know, high school Ryan, and if John wasn't in a show, I probably would have never attended, you know, mm. even now, like I, I want to go to all shows, but like, I think there's a lot of people that I could be like, oh, hey, let's go to this show because it's the Lion King. Now, I know that's a huge production that, but like you just now got anyone in Maine to go to this show because of the name of it. Mm. Right. And, and it could go on to, you know, 45 million other ones that you could, you could pick. I also love though, not knowing what a show is yeah. and not knowing who wrote it and like, you know, the production side. So I think it's like trying to find that middle ground of getting some bigger shows here that people do know, um, which is usually like our community one, like our, like every other year that we do. But there's a reason why those ones I think sell out so much faster when more tickets is because it appeals to so many more people. And, and once you get them into that labor love of theater, then they're going to go to the other shows that they don't know type deal yeah i think that's good that's good nice. yeah we gotta we gotta hook people before we can experiment on them <laughs> very true now, and a little scary yeah for sure uh-huh. yeah how i roll I'm, I'm you know i'm picturing being probed uh, welcome to america <laughs> this is america <laughs> don't get you slipping up <laughs> And then I guess the next question would be that, you know, you've obviously been approached to be as people, we talked about this like last month, people are always coming up to you, asking you for money, right? I mean, like it's a, being a local business owner, know, being known for being charitable, that must be something that you go through quite a bit. Yeah, I'd say probably every day you get someone that comes in or a letter or you know, something devastating happens in this community. So, you know what I mean? It's, I'd literally, today I got three, you know, one wow. in the mail, one email, and then one person coming in. It, it's tough because you want to say yes to everything. And we try really hard to, mm. which could be like our biggest strength, greatest weakness type deal. But yeah. at the same time is you kind of got to, at way, is it, you know, what is it? Is it okay? You know, and I'm, I'm teaching my managers like, it's it's easy for me because like people walk in and I know them, I know the story and it's like, yes, no, like, like that for them, they haven't experienced any of that. So they're like, well, how did you say yes to this and, and no to this one? And you know, how do you dedicate that you give a thousand one year and 500 the next? Um, and it really depends on like how, what time of year it is, you know, in the winter it's, we got heating oil and we're not, as busy as we are. So it's, it's harder to, to give money out in those like December to really May times. And in the summer, like we're thriving and busy. So it's a little bit easier. Now I just gave it all. Everyone's going to come in the summer and they come in, but like you're, you're, you're making more of that money to have that expendable income that you can be like, you know, okay, yeah, I can't do this right now. Um, type deal. It also depends. Like, are you asking for like $2,000 or you're asking for a $15 gift card? And those are like two 
polar opposite things. You know, the gift card we can almost we can do often. You know what I mean? Because right, that brings people into the restaurant. You know, it, it yeah. doesn't go. And then when it comes to like a, a flat field, it's like okay, you're pulling away, and like you do have to weigh out what do you get from it, right? It's kind of like the sad thing we have in our society is like, what do I gain by giving you this money? Mm. Um, I like not to think of that, but at the same time, it's like I like to think that I'm a pretty good marketer, and it's it's always like, okay, am I going to make more marketing here, or am I going to make more marketing over there? Right. You know, for this for the same amount of money, you know, type deal. Right. Well, and that's the perfect, you know, segue into the next question because, as Scott said earlier, the sh- to put on a show, even for a play, is not cheap. It's not an inexpensive. I mean, it, it takes quite a bit. And a lot of times in the history, they've, you know, community groups, especially or community theater groups, not just Oompa, but other groups, their programs are filled with community sponsors and business, you know, business in the area. And the last couple of years with COVID, that's not really been a great, strong thing because there are businesses that are literally suffering, trying to keep the doors open. And I just kind of wanted to see your take on one, um, you know, should that still be something that, you know, relying on trying to, you know, get business sponsorships? And then where would you see a fundraising effort, especially for shows, maybe in the future? Yeah, it's it's a great question. I think still there's a lot of businesses that are going through some hardships right now and we're coming up on a possible like recession as well, you know, probably going to get there. So what does that lead to? Um, I think this community being smaller and I think a lot of community theaters rely on like local businesses, which are usually the ones that are hit most. Um, And it's trying to like outreach out to maybe a bigger fish. You know, still maybe a local business, but maybe it's a car dealership or a local Hannaford or Walmart, you know, type deal um, that don't always give. But like, you know, is there potential there? I think reaching out to people, too, and and maybe playing the game of like, all right, you know what? Ryan said that he really wants rent. If he really wants it, would you pay four hundred or five thousand dollars for the rights of it or whatever? I don't know what it is, but Yeah. yeah. And, you know, if I really wanted it that bad, I might. Like as an owner, like, you know what, screw it. Like I'll pay for the rights and you run the show. Um, so kind of like tapping into what they want, like, you know, yeah. type deal. I feel like there's another part of this question I didn't answer and I can't remember. The well, answer. it's it, if we're not able to get that sponsorship money because people are hurting, of course, um, maybe there's different ways to raise those funds and some sort of fundraisers. You have any thoughts on how that might happen, how we might yeah. raise some funds differently? I think you guys have done like a couple like um like dinners type deal or yeah um what was the one you did for like Valentine's Day? It might not have been for Oompa, but that was oh like yeah, the cabaret was, to raise money for the, the for community the, center. Yeah. Yeah, you know, things like that I think always do a tremendous amount. Um try and tap more into those can you can you get a space and make a fundraiser off of I don't know, anywhere from like karaoke to a show that like you threw together real quick to. So let me ask you this. What do you think about an improv show at 290? Yeah, I think that we, I think. A drunk whose line is it anyway? (laughs) I didn't say that. Okay, sorry. I like that idea actually. But 
Yeah, no, I I think it'd be really cool. Um, one of the things I always like think of, and it's gonna be like the boring part of this, is that like always liability in like improv and comedy. And yeah. that's why we don't have a lot of comedy nights because what can you say? What what it offends someone, what doesn't mm-hmm. um totally understand all all sides to that, you know. But sometimes what I find super funny is gonna offend John. And you know, there's that do that you know how, how do you appeal but like as for donating the space easily um i think too is that like we close down and i always say this to like for fundraising opportunities like one week a year for like a deep cleaning break for the managers type deal is that like if we could coordinate in that time you kind of have the whole space you know available hmm. you know to do so like where it's not like a full functioning friday you can really hone in on like that event Yeah type deal but i would definitely be into working yeah. something out yeah well, not not if it was that was not even just tonight that was just yeah right no that but like no a, but like i think it's a great idea and it's just how how do we make it all work right so yeah i mean we we get it from the performers sense on what we need to make it work you know so we come to you as as like the the business owner or you know what does that take you know because it takes that community Right. We got to take, we got to get the board members, the performers here, and then bring the business owners together and see if we can work together and figure out other ways. Cause I mean, things aren't getting cheaper now. No, I think even doing like a, a meeting, I know you guys meet as like a board. I think yep. probably all of you are on it or have been on it at some point. We have been bringing community businesses into a different meeting, not like a, a board meeting. Like, but like, hey, this is what we deal with. This is like, you know what I mean? Because until you see like what you go through, you like to acknowledge it doesn't happen, mm-hmm. right? You don't, until you see like, oh my God, like this is what you actually cost. This is what you have. This is the space you have. You know, we like to think like, oh, they're just asking for more money. Like they don't really need it. Like they're mm-hmm. fine. Like they're suitable. And then like you see the conditions that they're in and you're like, they, so, they do need yeah. our help. So we yeah. need like a, like a summit meeting of the board with the local businesses. Yeah. I think that would be in like, and how do you, you know, get them there? You know, even if it's yeah. not like you know, all at once, but you know, going to these bigger businesses of the area and being like, can, you know, again, until you or, or even seeing a show, you know, if you were to tell me a 12 year old, I guess, or even like, I didn't know what Godspell was like. And you know, if you were to just say like, Oh, this is a show. I've been like, nah, I don't really know if I'd like it. I get there. I see like, the love you guys put in. I see like everything that went through it and I'm like, I'm all in now. Yeah. Right. Like I'm now with Hespian, like, like let's go. Like you just turned me in one night. Right. But you got to get there. Right. And like, you know, ideal. Yeah, no, this is, this is fantastic. Thank you guys for putting on shows. Uh, thank you for helping us put on shows. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, You've you've done a lot for the the local theater scene, let, let alone like you know donating money. You know it's definitely something, but it's it's like you do more than that. Like you you promote, you put the 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 uh, the posters in your window. You know you you really you really help us out, and we really appreciate everything you do for the theater in our community, but even our, just our community in general. I mean. We're, right. we're we're a better community because of you. Absolutely. Thank Absolutely. you so much, guys. And, uh, it means a lot. Now, when we finish a show, we do something called strike. It's basically tearing down, resetting. 
And um, we have our own version of that here on the podcast. But before we do that with Scott, I just kind of wanted to give you the floor. Is there anything that is near and dear to your heart when it comes to community, uh, the, the area, theater, whatever it would be that you just kind of wanted to, to share? I would just say keep investing in our area and don't be afraid to go out and then come back, right? Yeah. Like so many times I think it double-edged sword, like, oh my God, if you leave, you're never coming back. Or, you know what I mean? You're never going to go anywhere because you didn't leave, right? Like either way, you know, experience life and, you know, you can make a great living here um, and you can make great living somewhere else. Um, you can come back home or you can leave home. Right. But like experience that on your own and then always remember though how how you got where you where you got. Right. How'd you get there? Who got you there? Um, type deal. I think a lot of people like to forget about, you know, they go off and they do great things, but ultimately, you know, positive or negative, this area helps shape or form you getting to that, you know, pinnacle. Right. You know, so kind of remember that. And it's not always a great memory, but you know, I think a lot of time there it, it is that you know we like to crap on our educational system, but yeah, we still produce you know tons of Ivy League students or you know college yeah. students, and you don't have to go to college either. Yeah, you know. So I just think you know it's super important to remember where you came from, but also explore. Nice. So we have a very inquisitive mind yeah. among us. Yes, his name is I Scott. Have a, I have a question, and he has questions for, for you. So with that being said, strike with Scott. So, Ryan, for strike, I've got five questions for you. Five questions. Are you ready for this? Born ready. Right. You look it. You are the man with the answers. And that's why we're asking you. Okay. So, first question. Question number one. What does community mean to you? Uh, I think community to me is, you know, a collective group of people that come together to support one another. Um, you know, I think that's, that's huge for me. Yeah. And, and cool. diversity in said community. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I like that diversity part. It takes all kinds. It does. You know, if we all looked and talked the same, it just, yeah, not much fun. You need that diver that diversity, those different voices. You know, when you have the different voices and you blend them together in a perfect harmony, ooh, that's some good stuff right there, ain't it? Awesome. Thank you. Uh, second question. Question number two. Doso. Number two. So, do you, I mean, you've done a lot for this community. Did you grow up with a, a, a community kind of hero that you kind of emulated to, you know, help? mold you into the person you've become today yeah i think um like i kind of touched on earlier like my mom would definitely be the the start of it yeah um and, and molding that and everything she did and, and kind of touched was unreal maybe didn't appreciate it at the time yeah um i think also throughout life i think there's like other heroes that you touch and you see um you know pete fenberg's a, a big one that like you know works out of the state but still lives at home yeah. still you know, he, he got, he's the reason why 290 is here. You know, he had confidence in me to, to start it. And without his backing, it wouldn't have been a thing. Um, Cause he cares about this area. Yeah. And there's so many other ones too, you know, educators that I had growing up. Um, 
there's a lot of them that probably got me further than I should have been. Um, I wasn't the best student, but could always kiss a lot of ass and, (laughs) you know, that propelled me to the next level. All right. Great. So you mentioned your first show, you fell asleep on Broadway there with the Phantom of the Opera. So what, what was the show that you saw that made you kind of fall in love with theater, musicals, that sort of thing? What was the first one that you stayed awake for and really enjoyed? Yeah, I think um, another hero is my, is my sister. Um, and we, like most siblings, like want to kill each other probably 99% <laughs> of the time. Right. But that 1% is this magical feeling that you can really only get with siblings. Mm. And she has this, you know, unique ability to realize what I'll like before I can. Um, <laughs> so she's always like, oh, no, you really enjoy this. And like, no, you're an idiot. Like, you're so wrong, you know. Um, so, you know, I touched on it a couple of times, but rent was a big one. I was like, nah, like I was definitely a probably uneducated in a lot of areas to rent rent is and, you know, had these preconceived notions that it's a terrible show and, and awful and, you right. know, screw that. Um, and she was like, oh, I'll give you 50 bucks if you don't like it and put on the movie and I owed her 50 bucks. Um, and then like went to the show and it was just so vibrant and alive and you know inspiring and like ups and downs like i think that's like kind of like makes a show is that like yeah it's the highs but like man like you can touch on those lows you can like you can feel it yeah um and i went to i think the first one with the rent was um and you guys yeah you can probably punch me if it's anthony rap anthony rap and adam pascal yeah um so they were both came back it was off broadway right yeah it was off broadway it was in providence um and it was unreal i caught actually one of the picks that um it would have been adam right let's go yeah. yeah that would throw it um which is really cool and i gave it to my sister and it was really cool but that that show was like oh my god and then on the other end it was like um you know lion king because i don't know if there was ever you know there's a, there's a little bit of a low but it was just always like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. like my favorite movie growing up yeah, so sure. just seeing those like costumes and stuff, it's like I couldn't fall asleep in that one. Nice, nice. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So, uh, what would you like to see from a community theater podcast? I think it's. I don't want to see anything more than what you've given us. Um, it's real material by real amazing people, and I don't just like yeah, I'm gonna like kiss ass, but <laughs> at the same time, you guys touch on so much and every episode so different and the perspective of each person coming on here or, or each person that's that hosts the show yeah. is, is different. Um, and, and I love that because you don't just like tie into like, this is what it has to be. This is what it is. Um, which I think is like a negative side to anything in life. Like, right. you know, if you're just stuck in your lane, you know what I mean? I think you guys have many lanes, um, which makes it great. So there's some diversity there. Yeah. And we've kind of talked about that already, huh? Yeah, there's yeah, a lot nice. of diversity in the 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 four white guys and the one white girl. You don't know what I identify as. <laughs> my twenty three my twenty three and me came back recently and I'm very diverse. He's one fifty fifth uh Ewok. It's <laughs> <laughs> not far off for John. Wow. 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 All right. Final question. Interesting fact. This is the most important question that I will have for you tonight. 
what is the Wi-Fi password at 290? Oh. So. I'll bleep it out if you. No, 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 no. Uh, We don't give it out a a ton because it slows down like the system. And that truly is the reason. But if it's like a regular, and I always give it out more, which my staff's like, dude, what the hell? You told us you can't give it out. And then you go around and do it. You make us look like assholes. I'm like, yeah, that's my job. Um, But it's uh, Yankees 42. Any capital letters? No. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm definitely going to bleep it out. <laughs> no, no, no. Give it in. 42. Is that uh, Mariano? It is Mariano. Yeah. Um, actually, the number um, growing up, I loved Vin Baker, who was a basketball player. Um, huh? And then he turned into an alcoholic and lost his career, which is very similar to probably my life. Um, <laughs> so... I always felt that connection and then watching Mariano was huge and then Jackie Robinson with yeah, all his cultural significance. Um, so it was like, and I, I had it as a kid. Like that was always like, I'm 42, I'm 42. And like the weirdest number, dude. Like why? And I was like, oh, Vin Baker. Like you're an idiot. Like, yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, I, that wraps up strike. Yeah. John, what do you think? Yeah, no, Ryan, we really appreciate you coming on. Seriously. Like it's been great. Um, Answer all the questions. No pressure. He aced it all. True or false. We nailed it. Crushed it. Um, and I don't think there's really much left to say except thanks for coming on. Thank you guys so much for having me. Well, I mean, he knew the answers to those true false questions. No, he didn't. I didn't prompt him or anything. It, obviously, Aaron didn't have a clue, but. Uh, well, I was playing odds. <laughs> like, what are the odds that all of them are going to be true? That is. And if you, uh, and if you have suggestions, tag us in it. We'll, uh, we'd love to. Use your audience suggestions. Any suggestions for guests, for questions, uh, subject matter, you name it, we want to hear it. Mm. And last but not least, we just want to give a shout out to our friends at 290 Main Street. <laughs> blip, blip. No, you know, not only Ryan and Pete, but all your wonderful servers and your kitchen crew, the bartenders. We appreciate what you do. And for a limited time only, if you use code BACKSTAIRS, you can get... One percent off of your entree. Um, so go ahead and go down to two ninety Main Street. Use our code, and uh, yeah, one percent off your entree. That's that's amazing. And that's ladies, nice. Thank you. ladies and ladies. If you are looking for a man <laughs> who has had fourteen concussions, five foot, five foot something, <laughs> he's one concussion away from leaving you his entire estate. He will give you the Wi-Fi password If you want to live in the log cabin that Ryan Ritchie grew up in. You want to live in a compound in Costa Rica. Oh! I forgot about that! Hold on! Change of advertisement. Alright, thanks for listening to the Backstairs Podcast. This has been John. Aaron and Scott. And uh, thanks for stopping by. See you. Peace. Peace.